Yo, what's poppin'? This is your boy Sanzo, aka Daddy Sans, Sansomatic. And we back at it again with another episode. We are in week eight of the NFL season and it was a hot. It was a hot week. First of all, it's your boy CJ the X Factor and we in week nine. We just finished week eight. No, no, we in a new week. This is this is a, a Thursday part. But anyway, um, before we get into the hot takes in the NFL this week, because you know, this was one of the hottest trade deadlines in Yes, well, uh, since like I, I've when I say hottest, I don't mean like one big stars. Like hottest overall, where they had multiple stars moving and multiple pieces being added. So before we do that, let's go. Let's just give a little shout out. I mean, <clears throat> as a Yankee, but I give credit where credit is due. Shout out you to must. Boston Red Sox. I don't have to do nothing. I don't want to. But come on, I, man, that's the World Series champs. I care. We have 27. They played the most. You sound just like a salty Lakers fan. <laughs> well, I, call me what you want. We have, we have the most. But uh, shout out. I don't really care about the Boston Red Sox, but shout out for the whole city of Boston. Because it was an amazing stat I read the other day that since 2000, Boston has won, the city of Boston has won the most championships since the new millennium. If you look at it, uh, the Red Sox, I think this is their third or fourth since 2000. You got the Celtics who got one, and then you got um, their hockey team, the Boston Bruins. They got one. Yep. It's like, wait, then you got the New England Patriots, which technically is part of Boston. They got five. So it's like Boston really, since the 2000s, really been making a name for themselves in the sporting world. So I get them this one, you know, we get them this one this year. Not to get them one. We can come back next year. But shout out to Boston. And Lord knows, come on, man. LA man like y'all just put all this money into y'all team right two years in a row you let me down like I'm a Yankee but my if, if, if the Yankees lose my second favorite team is the Dodgers come on man two years in a row I mean they they two it was a good series though it was a good series from what from what I saw at least last year they gone to game seven this yeah, year they this, almost this, ain't, they ain't even make it over to LA yeah this, this is a you really get beat on your home field come on um, man Shout out to Boston. It's been a good year for the city of Boston. What magic doing down there? I thought y'all magic's a curse, boy. Wow. Magic is a curse, boy. And he said y'all getting the next free agent, too. Yeah, I mean, that happened, but that was inevitable. Like, he's saying that, like, oh, like, (laughs) what else do you expect? If you you read between the lines, you got people like Durant who's saying, oh, I've never been the highest paid player in the league. And then next season, the Lakers will have the most salary cap in the league. I mean, I ain't saying we getting Durant. But we no, could be in the that. running. Don't say that. Because it's obvious that we have the most money to throw at any free agent we want. So I am blame. But staying on topic, boy. <sighs> the Boston, the Boston Red Sox are world champions. Congratulations. Enjoy it while it lasts. Now moving right along, because that wasn't important. We get into <laughs> week nine of the NFL um season. And before we get to the trades, how was week eight for you? The games, how they lined up, and how were your predictions, basically? Um, week eight was a mixed bag for me. Um, there was, uh, I mean, it's a few good games over over, over the weekend. Um, obviously, I was happy to see my my Panthers pull off that big W. Shout out to all them boys in Carolina. But, um, yeah, week eight was a mixed bag for me. Um, I guess I was more concerned about... Um, the trades and how would it affect the 
upcoming, I guess, half of the season. Um, what did you What did you think about some of the trades that went down? Um, well, some of the trades I felt. Um, Damaris Thomas, he's a fill in. I mean, I let me not say that because some guys go to different teams and revive their career. Mm-hmm. But Damaris Thomas is obviously on the backside of his career. And yes. he's not a long-term fix, I think, for Houston. I think Houston got him, number one, because they didn't get Golden Tate, which they really wanted. Yeah. So they just got the second best option out there for the price that they but, were willing to spend. Because yeah. you could have got Devontae Parker, but Miami, them looking for first and second. Yeah, they were looking for a whole hot ransom, ransom for Parker. So the thing with Demarius Thomas is his salary cap is pretty high at $13, 14000000 but you don't have to keep him beyond the season. You could cut him in off season, and you don't have to worry about that salary next year. And mm. then, well, Houston could be good. Like I tell I feel Houston can come out of the AFC once they stay healthy. That defense kicking in, and that offense starting to roll. Now you get Demarius Thomas, another red zone threat, another big body receiver, again along with um DeAndre Hopkins, who's like one of the best wide receivers already. Mm-hmm. Then you got the running game kicking in because last game, Lamar Miller went over 100 yards. So you got everything just clicking in right now. Deshaun Watson is back healthy. So they they, they both run run the AFC. With, I think they could be like a third, fourth seed. They could win the division. So you think, let me, let me, let me make sure I didn't misquote you. You think they could win the entire AFC? Healthy, yeah. Because if you look at the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs are putting up points every week, but they have a poor defense. They do. You're putting up 40 points, but you're allowing 30-something. It doesn't make sense. I don't think... And then, see, the thing is, with playoffs, that's what comes... We see it every year. You have high-powered offense, run through the regular season, and then when they get to the playoffs, they can't do nothing because once their offense stops, their defense ain't good. Same thing with, with, was, was um, Peyton Manning's Achilles heel through his whole career. Mm-hmm. That's why in order for him to get a second and last Super Bowl, he had to go to a defensive team. Because if you could remember by the Colts, the Colts used to win 13, 14 games every year. They and Peyton Manning there throwing the most touchdowns, yeah. getting the most yards, doing everything. But then when playoff time come and they go up against a Bill Belichick defense, a Ravens defense, a Steelers defense, play Big Manning. Yeah. Big Manning couldn't even get us. Yeah, I think it's all about matchups for them. For Kansas City, that is. I mean, they play a high-power type of offensive style, but you're right. They don't want to run into, like, a team that plays a methodical, uh, like, a, like a methodical style because then that's when they run into serious problems. Teams that are well-coached, disciplined, and all that, where it ain't going to be no bunch of high-scoring games. We could we could grind out and beat you low-scoring. Yeah, they, but they, if they you But if you think, right, so so what is that? So you losing faith in the Pops? No, the Pats can be there to say AFC Championship again. But yeah. it's always a any given Sunday thing. My team is the Patriots. But like I say, if we go up, the one team I fear the most coming out of the AFC would be the, the Texans. Not because they're better than us, but they have their strengths are weakness. They With the Patriots, we do horrible against mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We cannot contain. So when you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who is mobile, yep, who is athletic, who um, extends the play, gets wide receivers, and then you have a big wide receiver, we can have problems with him. And then on top of that, you get the difference is, like I say, our weakness 
is a mobile. Our weakness is not having a mobile quarterback. And then they have one of the best rushing lines in the AFC. Now, they ain't on the Rams level. But now you get J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney. You get Merciless. You get all these fellas now. You could crash down on Tom Brady. Where he going? <laughs> he can't go nowhere. So now, on, on their defense could literally suffocate our offense because you're getting pressure to Tom Brady. You get cornerbacks who could come down on element. You only got to hold them for like three seconds because the defense getting to the, to the quarterback. So it's almost like they could literally shut down our offense. They they could they have the defensive firepower. And then our running back, they 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 they're not healthy. So like we don't really have a running game per se. James White is our star running back now, and he's yeah. basically a receiver because he gets more receiving yards than rushing yards. Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't have zero. We have zero rush, running. Russian game. So, like I said, I, I, I ain't pulling against Tom Brady. I've seen him go up against the greatest defense of all time, against the Ravens defense and beat them, against the Seahawks defense and beat them, against the Steelers defense and beat them. So I'm not saying that that's a sure win, but if it's any any team that could beat the Patriots, it's the Texans. Well, I'll say this. They, they, they are well-equipped to beat y'all. It just remains to be seen whether they can consistently put it together for the rest of the season and in the playoffs. Now, they do; they are in a favorable um, division. The AFC South is very weak, so um, they should be able to get that um, first seed easily. And then they just they build a momentum now. They, they, they spank up the Dolphins this past week. So um, I, I think they are in prime position to make a run. I don't know yet if I would put them as the favorites if they were to go against the Pats in the playoffs, but I do think that would be a very, very entertaining game. Um, what other games caught your eye this week? Well, obviously the game of the week was Packers and, and Rams. Mm-hmm. That that was a back and forward, yep. straight through. Like at one point, people were saying, "Oh, well, you see, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest because he's starting." And then and the Packers came to play. Then five minutes later, the Rams score quick. <laughs> oh, the Rams got the best team in the NFL this year, and this uh this uh what they call it an all star team. And it ain't fair that they could do this. Then next thing you know, um, the Packers was up again. And, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers brought them back in the fourth quarter and this and that. Then the Rams went down and scored. Oh, can Aaron Rodgers do it again? Two minutes left. Then some running back won't come with the end zone and be a hero because he got benched <laughs> to play earlier. So he tried to came, come out and prove a point and then got traded to the Baltimore Ravens because you don't listen. And I blame them. If I was them, I'd trade them to the Cleveland Cleveland Browns or I'd trade them to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or <laughs> I just was going to trade them to the worst team possible because that was unnecessary. You have arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who has proven himself over time and, and time over again. and over again. Time and time again. Under two minutes to get you. And they didn't even need a touchdown. No. So he didn't need to throw no Hail Mary this time. All he had to do under two minutes, just get about three first downs, get to the 35-yard line, sit on the clock, run it down to three seconds, call a timeout, boom. Kick that ball in a start. But no, you won't be the hero. So we trade you to Baltimore. You could be a hero <laughs> down there. I, that was a very entertaining game. Um, the Rams, I mean, you got to get the Rams credit. They find a way to win these games, boy. They find a way to win these games. Um, I, 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 I do wonder how a luck come playoff time. But they find a way to win right now. But but like you say, with, with, with Parkers, it's just one or two miscues, and then that game could have been yours. Wait, what are you looking at with the Rams? The Rams, 
this is their hardest stretch right now. And they got past one. They got the Packers. I think they got um, the Seahawks. I think they got the Chiefs. And there's one more big team on their schedule they got to get past. If they could get past them four, they could go undefeated. Because the end of their schedule is like the Reds. Nice. <laughs> like they they, they get right real low fans. They get the it's, 49ers. They get real yeah. low fans at so the end of their, their roster. Their upcoming uh, schedule, Saints. That's it. The Saints week. is the top Next week. number two team in the NFC. Then Seahawks. Seahawks. Then Chiefs. All right, then. That's a, that's a rough three-game stretch. So if you stretch. could get past them three games undefeated. That's a rough three-game stretch. You, you, so. you, if they beat the Saints this week, boy, listen. They'll open plenty. And I want them, I don't want them beat the Saints like how they beat the Packers. I want them beat the Saints. Convincingly beat the Saints? I want them beat the Saints. The Saints could be up for that game, though. Touchdown. You you know the Saints could be up for that game. They they, they can't afford to lose no ground inside that division. So they could be up for that game. It's just, that'll be a good freaking game. I I can't, I can't even lie to you. Um, What are the games happened this past week? I I, I like, uh, well, with that, like I said, with that Rams team, they also added a defensive end in the trade deadline. Yeah, they did. Most people are not talking about. But you have to realize, this is the defensive end who came from the Jaguars. And now you're putting him on a line with Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. He already, already is an aggressive, defense. outside rushing type defender. And you could put him with Dominican Sue, who is clearly... One of the best knows that. Even though everybody's looking at Aaron Donald, and Dominic Kinsu is be stopping that run game up the middle. Yeah, he, he, he's clogged up a lot of things. And Aaron Donald up. is obviously the best defensive lineman in the game today. The reigning defensive player of the year. And that guy, he gets sacks while the tackle is still in front of him. Like he going through the tackle literally, putting his arm around and still grabbing the quarterback and pulling <laughs> him down. I just be like, boy, this boy really is a monster. But this upcoming week, we got some great matchups. Like you say, you got uh, the Saints and the Rams. That's a huge matchup. That is a big game. I don't know which way that can go. I like the Rams, but by the Saints, last week the Saints played the Vikings, and they won the game with Drew Brees only throwing like 150 yards. So obviously they they well-balanced enough to where if your quarterback ain't on, you're two running backs getting points. And how long we think Drew Brees could be off? But exactly. Nice. We don't think you have two off games. I mean, I didn't go off against Rams defense neither. But, but I expect enough. He's smart enough to figure it out. He's smart enough to figure it out. So you got Drew Brees getting against the Rams defense and the Rams powered offense getting against the Saints defense. The Saints defense. That should be a and then really, really good game. You got the game of the week to me is the great debate game where you got Tom Brady and the Patriots going up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now listen. <laughs> I don't care what people have to say, but that could be a big game. You see, um, Rogers tried to fuse some of the pressure off himself when he said um, today that Brady was the GOAT. I mean, That's he ain't it. defusing. He yeah. just was acknowledging that yeah, Brady's I, the I, GOAT. I think he's trying to take some. I mean, <laughs> although he's saying the truth. <laughs> that wasn't okay. <laughs> but I think he's just trying to take some heat off the matchup. Like, you know, let's, 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 let's not make this about me versus him. Let's just make this about the Wait, game. Trust me. He ain't start yet, but trust me, all weekend, all you can see is this. You saw the Michael Jordan commercial, commercial last exactly, week. Exactly, yeah. They already starting, but this week can be Saturday and Sunday. This almost be like people could be like the Super Bowl, yeah. trying to get all these funny little ads in yeah. to promote this game. This, this could be a huge. You would rely, I think this is like only the second or third time they've ever 
gone head to head. Yeah. Because every year when the Patriots are number one, the Packers don't make it. When the Packers actually did make it that time, the Patriots didn't make it. So, like, they never get the buck at that time. This is almost like how Kobe and LeBron never buck in, in the, the finals, NBA Finals. Yeah. That's how Brady Rogers is. But, wait, I'm looking forward to a good game. It's in Foxborough. Yeah. We don't know how the weather could be. It could possibly be snowing. Mm-hmm. But that's still not an advantage because Green Bay used to playing in the snow. So, big man, i looking I, at a... That should a, be a, a huge game. I'm thinking it should be... I would. I don't even think it could be a defensive game. No, that could be a high-scoring game. I I looking at. I could be a high-scoring game. I think. I think the scores might be in the thirties, the thirties. Uh, any anywhere from maybe twenty-seven up, possibly. I think the well. I I I my money on the Patriots. I feel we still could pull it out in the end because this could be a who gets the ball last type situation, yeah. and Bill Belichick is famous for letting you score quick so you can get the ball back for Tom Brady. If, if, if so, I if I had the bad money, it'd probably be on the Patriots. I just Parkers, they could be there. They could be there at the end of the game. But it's just a late game execution edge. Yeah, the Patriots just all all around. They is Brady versus Rogers is basically even. But the team wise, with them just trading the way they are running back. So who can run the ball this week? Now that could be backfire because usually sometimes when the Patriots go up against new running backs who have they never schemed before. It's hard to scheme for them because, like, you never saw them yeah. really run. But, and then also the, the Packers traded away their top safety, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. So now you got to realize Brady could test that secondary now because he's not there. Yeah. So uh, if the if the, if the the Packers' offense don't keep up, it might be a blow. It could be a blow. I, I agree with you. It could be a blow if their offense don't keep up. Um, but you, I mean, you'd have to think Aaron Rodgers could do his best to make sure they stay even. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers still on a bad wheel. People just yeah. usually forget, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't been healthy since, since probably what week since one? week one, week, week one, week one or two, week one. Get that big injury after week one, yeah. Now, moving on to another trade piece that was added: Philly getting Golden Tate. Yep. Um, I like it and I don't like it. I like it because, to me, it didn't make Philly better. It actually, I feel like it made them more vulnerable because now you are another wide receiver to an already pass-heavy team. Mm-hmm. So now when you put him there and he won ball, now you get Alshon Jeffries coming back. Then you get the tight end coming. Like, they done no run the ball. And instead, you're going out and getting a running back who could hold the pace. You can get out another wide receiver. So now when it comes time, like I say, to the playoffs, post your passing game shut down. Post they, you you go up against a team. Um, they're in the NFC. Post they, and they already ain't doing good. Mm-hmm. Post first round, you go up against the Rams. And they shutting down your passing games. Who can run your ball? How you can score? If everybody know, this all-out passing team. I feel like they just they strengthen themselves in a in a in a area where they was already strong, but they also weaken themselves in an area that they was already weak. So it, it didn't really make them no better to me. Yeah, I, I I guess I could sort of agree with what you're saying. I mean, now Tate is going to be a prime target, and um, I do think that talent wise, definitely 
I, I, I you could agree with the trade. Yeah, because Tate was actually a top. Like he really was re- re- recruited this year because yeah. the Patriots wanted him, which would have been crazy if you get Tate and Edelman coming with that that slot, and then you yeah. get Gordon and Gronk on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been it. I see why Patricia didn't give Belichick what he wanted because he he knew what was going on, yeah. and then Houston wanted him. You put Tate in the slot coming around there with Deshaun Watson rolling out and Hopkins getting up the field. Big man, that's another problem. So, obvious, I, I, honestly, I felt he went to the, the third best option. Because if it was me, I was getting to the Patriots first and then Houston second and then Philly. Because, like I say, I don't feel that vibe with Philly this year that they had last year. So, we, we ain't sure well, what, what we can get out of that. It will it'll be up to, obviously... um. Philly to see how they'll integrate them um, within the current system already. But um, I do think it definitely helps, like I say, strain up their talent and their receiving core. It might not be exactly what they need, but, you know, they riffed on Amari Cooper. I guess they felt as if that they um, needed to make a move, and they did. Um, and the thing is, he's, he's going to be a, a, a free agent at the end of the season. So... Yeah. You giving up that type of draft pick for a rental, basically, for the next mm-hmm. eight games. Open, I guess. You so, like I say, it didn't make them stronger because now that's a draft pick you don't have coming up in the draft. So I don't, I don't look at it as a strong move. Um, it's a good move if you try and to make it look good. But if you, uh, if you try, and, a, try and shake things up, I can understand. Yeah. Nah, like I say, I don't know if, how how well it would work. But if you're trying to shake things up, I guess I can understand the logic. Of, of, of doing that but we'll see let's see how it works out for them um, I'm actually um, excited to watch Dallas this weekend because mm-hmm. I want to see uh, how Amari Cooper is going to fit in that system because now he is the clear cut number one wide receiver yeah and I want to know like if he's going to be the number one wide receiver because like in, 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 in Oakland it's like one one week he could burn you for 160 50, 60, 70 yards, catch two touchdowns and, and 12 receptions. And then the next week he coming out and drops, uh, not running his routes good, like slowing up on long routes and stuff. Like It's almost like he's not there 100% of the time. Like mm-hmm. he, One week he, okay, I can come out and kill fellas. Next week it's almost like, oh, but yeah. I really want to play. Boy. Like, you all hurry up, get the game over so I can go on. Yes. Motivation. But the good thing with him is, and I see why they gave her. I didn't, I thought it was too much. But when you look at it, Amari Cooper is only twenty four. Yeah, still young. So, giving up a number one a number one draft pick or first round draft pick for him isn't too bad yeah, if you look at it. One of the top because receivers. he's twenty four, you could resign him for the for the next couple of years. He's not at his peak yet. So now, when you resign him, you ain't resign him for top dollar like Odell or or, or Antonio Brown. Nope. You could get him at a discount now, and then if he turns out to be one of the top receivers, then you could pay him that money. You're keeping him at that discount because now you could give him a three, four year deal, but you ain't got to pay him no more until what, 2022? Yeah. I think that that definitely um, should work out well for them. Um, are you surprised that uh, Jacksonville didn't trade for quarterback? Jacksonville, Jacksonville obviously in disarray. Uh, like I said, they I felt they had a three year window. Now, that that window is closed. Yeah, they had a yeah, one year yeah. window. Manage, and this would this would separate the Patriot from the pack. 
you got to realize, but everything is not just on the field. It's coaching. It's it's the GM. It's the president. It's the whole management. Now the whole team is breaking apart. You already started trading, fellas. At the end of the season, you have big names who go on big contracts. So you just ain't gonna be able to afford no quarterback because now you gotta pay these big time defenders. Or if you do go get a quarterback, you gonna have the same problem with Seattle having now, where you can pay all this money to a big time quarterback, and then your defense can fall apart because yeah. guys can leave, guys can hold out because of contract disputes. You gonna have to trade this guy, trade the next. You gonna have. Uh, that, that 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 Jacksonville team, and then they was never built on a good organization. No, even like they come from a lineage of winning and and bringing home championships. So to them, they done reached their peak, and that went over. Yeah. If I ask them, I don't know who they could have traded for because they ain't nothing much available unless you're looking at a Teddy Bridgewater who has already been traded once for the season. <laughs> Off the bus. Uh, <laughs> I don't see nothing else they could have find. That Eli thing with people is running on. I definitely. You don't want put. No. You, you don't, don't want to go from bad to worse. No, you don't want that. He headache. already ain't doing nothing in New York. You were bringing the Jacksonville to do nothing? Come on, man. I think the lack of trade probably is twofold. The fact that, like you said, the market out there, it ain't really strong for quarterbacks right now. And then, two, I I, I really think they truly believe that um, Leonard Fournette injuries is the reason why they that too. ain't where they should be. Because, like they told people last year, Blake Ball wasn't doing nothing special. He just yeah. was game managing and handing the ball off the front end. Yeah. When you have a running back who can consistently give you first downs, first downs, first downs, it makes the game much easier. And then on top of that, you have a defense that is holding teams under 20 points every game. So it makes his job very easy. But now when you get a defense that is tired all the time because you can't stay on the field because you're not getting first downs, it, it becomes a problem now. So now everybody turned in the locker room looking at you. And Fournette looked like he in no type of rush to come back. Nope. Because to me, I wouldn't need him. Because now this is raising my stock. Because now you yeah. all realize, listen, when I wasn't there, I'll we'll see what's going on, right? Now when I come back, if he comes back and he puts in a 100 rushing yard game and they win one, two, three in a row, Big man, that boy, y'all better make him now. He's paid running yeah, back. Y'all got to pay him. <laughs> he too viable. Because obviously, team. it wasn't the offense that was clicking last year. It was me. I was yeah. carrying this. Yeah, so it's a, it's, it sucks because Blake Balls, I mean, he's he's a cool dude, I guess. He's a nice dude, but um, I just don't think he's he, he should have been, he, he should be the quarterback of the future. I do think they need to make a move at the end of the season, but. Yeah, I think they, 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 they got to make the move. Yeah. And speaking of making moves, before we head out this week, let's talk about the moves in the NBA where you got media swirling around Minnesota that some are true, some are false, some are not confirmed, whereas people are saying Jimmy Butler is about to shut it down until he gets traded. He doesn't want to be there. He's not going to play. Big man. I know what the media's be running on with. <laughs> and this ain't no Le'Veon Bell situation. Fellas want to get paid. And and when you're dealing with contracts, this ain't like a job where you could miss a, miss a day or two or take vacation and you still can get your salary. They go on how much gains you paid. If you ain't injured and you ain't play, you ain't getting paid. So if he ain't gonna come out there talking about he can miss games and start missing checks. This ain't that kind of party. So Jimmy Butler, to me, it's, I don't think he's going to shut it down. Yeah. I just feel like he's going to disengage. Like yeah. he's going to do what Iverson do and like 
Um, practice? <laughs> what are you coming to practice for? <laughs> to play the third string and kill your starters again? Big man, I come to practice because obviously this practice yeah. ain't, ain't worth my time. It's It's been a lot of conflicting reports about, regarding that for real, though, like you say. And I think if, I mean, the report that did say that he would come out and he would sit out, I mean, that don't make no sense because why would you consistently just get fined Game after game after game, yeah, that, and you know yeah. the fine, and you know the fine can progressively go up. They ain't can just find you the same thing, or whatever. But I, I did have one thing which says that uh, he, he, he would say that he have some sort of soreness or whatever the case may be. Yeah, his body is sore, so he's yeah. Yes, uh, and, if, mean, and if and if it's a leg, if if he does say it in the injury report, and they can't confirm that he actually trying to sit out intentionally, then. Then they can't find him. He can miss a few games. Like, he can take yeah. his rest when he needs it. He ain't going to push. Like, how he would have pushed if he is already on a contending yeah. team. Like, if Houston pulled the dread or Houston, if I was Houston, I was going to wait it out. Because obviously, this guy really doesn't want to be in Minnesota. So, eventually, the price can drop. Because right. now, they could get what they want for him because, okay, he's a superstar, two-way star, and he had a position where there's not many good shooting guards in the league. So, and he's like legit one of the top two, top three shooting guards in the league right now. So, people could be like, oh, well, like they say, four draft picks and your which top is, shooting guard and all this ridiculous. foolishness. That ain't happening. I say, big man, you had a man saying so you want to be there, right? I ain't giving you all this. You got to see, trade him regardless but see, anyway. But see, I guess the bluff what is because Thibodeau, Thibodeau look like he had rather flick and get fired before he trades flick and Jimmy Butler. Whatever going on in that nigga head. I think something could go down quick because you have to realize, see the difference too? You have to realize this now. Houston is one in five. So they desperate. So they desperate also. So if I was, it would have been a real tug of war going on right now because if I was Minnesota, I'd have been calling Houston and saying, listen, I, I, I see y'all record. Y'all just as bad as us. <laughs> y'all need Jimmy Butler. I'd, I'd have been calling them. For sure, I'd have been calling them. Y'all bring Melo here. Melo in. Well, Melo having big nights, but they still losing. James Harden can't stay on the court. And Chris, Chris Paul Paul's still yeah. crying because someone spit in the eye. Yeah, he, he don't so, look as good as last year. They, they, Houston look bad, but Houston look like I don't even know where to begin with them. Them niggas look horrible. No defense. Horrible, but they getting blown at home. Yeah, they can't stop the ball. Guys and, coming down court and just pulling up and getting straight to the rim. Yeah, they cannot stop the ball. James Harden was never a, a ball stopping yeah. guard, and Harden Mello. It's, it's like Arden Castle into the fire. <laughs> Melo was never a ball-stopping uh, forward. Yeah. So now the you only person who's trying to play a little point guard, little defense, is Chris Paul, who has always been an undersized point guard. Yeah. In a big point guard league today, we have the average point guard is 6-3, Big man, you could be the best defensive guard in the league. And you're not, guys no just don't look as hungry. Capella don't look as hungry as he did last year. He doesn't get his contract. Exactly. Eric Gordon looked like absolute trash. I think the one advantage what they had over teams last year was they, they used to put up plenty of trees and they got to shoot throughout the gym. But I think with the pace getting so quicker this year, they don't really have that same advantage. So you can't really say yeah, it's we can outscore teams because teams. Not a, it's teams, not an advantage no more. Yeah, teams coming to every do the team, same thing. Every team doing the same exactly. thing. If you look at every, every coach now, have this philosophy listen, we need to take just as much three pointers as we take two pointers. Every coach. And I'd be like, whoa. He's like, not all y'all are Steph and Clay, you know. Like, nope. <laughs> don't mind Steph Curry over there. That man got three, not just two. He has one in Steph, two in Clay, and three in Durant. 
this man has three of the best shooters in the whole entire league. In the league. At their position. He, he could do that. He could afford to do that. But you don't come here at your little Aaron Gordon and your little <laughs> couple little fellas and Victor Oladipo and all this. You talking about Kiasa Shop? No big man. I didn't see him think. Yeah, so I think. I he, even see John Williams. I was like, whoa, John Williams. Days of embarrassment. <laughs> you I never even, start. I you couldn't shoot from using Kentucky. Now you woke up, you're trying to throw up rock. I wouldn't even start with flicking them. Days of flicking embarrassment. Well, I mean, they're getting Dwight Howard back tonight. Um, I mean, he ain't no big factor no, like no, he used not to Not anymore. At least with, with the wall throwing up all them rocks, right? <laughs> Dwight Howard could get rebounds. He's still a good rebounder yeah. and put box. So. I, I, I do think. Um, yeah, like I say, you like you say, Houston. I do think they need to pull the trade trigger on that trade. You got to, cause like, um, it I, could be very benef- beneficial. Cause look, okay, look at Toronto. Toronto is playing ball this year. But listen, Kawhi coming back to MVP form. Kawhi look like he come to run the East. Every he, he see low fans. You know what I'm saying? He was in San Antonio. You got to fight Golden State, Houston, Portland, all these big teams. Then you go to the East. You done marched down Philadelphia for the year. Your only competition in the East right now is Boston. And you ain't even got to see them no time soon. You playing right. Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, Orlando Magic, Milwaukee Bucks. You playing these teams on a nightly basis. But listen, night after night. <laughs> Kawhi see ball low fence in the East, but he can't wait off. Uh, everybody you flicking, I guess everybody you see that trade now. Now I guess you could see why the Raptors made that trade. Because it's like, boy, when you got a player like Kawhi yeah, available. Kawhi, but listen. You gotta, you gotta go get that, yeah, that you player. Gotta go get him. You gotta get that if player. If I was them, I was actually gonna sign him to a long term contract. I ain't even gonna try and let him go into free agency. Yeah, I was just trying. Seeing the type of talent he is and what he's doing, I ain't letting him go into free agency. Before that trade deadline hit, I was trying to hit, slap but him with that. He could have had half of Toronto right now, but I mm. tell him, boy, we can move Draco and put you in Drake <laughs> Mansion right now if that's what you want, boy. Because they can need to keep him there. I, if he leave, yeah. that one over. I, don't, I do think he'll. Before I thought he's definitely gonna leave. I do think he'll consider staying, but I just think, I mean, all all NBA players talk good about Toronto, and if they actually have a, I don't know how much winning means to Kawhi. Though. That's the thing, because Kawhi looked like he went with the Spurs for years, and he wanted to leave. So I can't say winning means a yeah, whole bunch to that nigga. I think it's more personal. Yeah, dealings with him. It's more personal wise with him. So, so uh-huh. with Toronto, I just would throw everything at him. Like you say, you ain't know what that nigga had at. So you just got to give him everything he want. Because you know. And OB stay. Magic could throw everything at him. Yeah, Magic could. When the summer come, if you let that man go to free agency, but Magic throw, because you would realize, besides LeBron, uh, Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo, everybody else on that team on a one-year contract, you know. Yeah. But all around them, I want people to think this is our four-year team. <laughs> but Rondo gone. Uh, Beasley, who ain't doing nothing, gone. He might be even gone by the trade deadline. You get all these fellas who they bring in, Stevenson, gone. All these guys who play now, they could be gone. McGee, one year, gone. So now you got to realize by next year, you can have a team with LeBron, four other good young players, and you could possibly still bring in a Jimmy Butler, a Kawhi, a Boogie Cousins, a something else to put play. with that. And then you play, listen. Yeah. Magic control the whole he, California he, he, at that he, he could whine and dine someone. He could whine and dine someone and he 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 will try to get Kawhi. So if I asked Toronto, I try to sign an extension now. I I, I get him credit he for making get, a trade. They actually could get Kawhi and cousins if they do uh they can both get max, but they could both get like thirty each. They could get good bunny. So if you could get them for thirty each 
But listen. I think depending on what happens with the Warriors, so I think the Warriors might try to re-sign Cousins if Durant decides then, to leave. You know, LeBron, don't mind that four-year contract. LeBron could like up a man. LeBron will restructure his contract, he like so and he'll go from man. 38 to 30, and I'll treat them to do a 30-a-year contract like what they did in Miami when I'll treat them took that 16 or 18 a mil for you. But now the salary cap is high. You could do three thirties underneath the salary cap, and then yeah. then you could bring back all the Stevenson and them little one year players, probably some little garbage players around. Rondo is still a good for what they paying him. That's still a good. That's still, that's still value. You gotta look at value. And, and then you get Lonzo, yeah. Kuzma, Ingram. And you know it's for the player itself. It's just about the value. Like people just make noise. I see people make noise for Rondo the other day because he gone. He ain't take the layup when he's underneath the rim or whatever. Right, listen. But I mean, Rondo, you gotta know Rondo <laughs> still is a good layup. value. I don't take that. I don't know yet. why he didn't take it. Honestly, I don't know why he didn't take that. I know, I know, I know. He's a good value for what you're getting him for. The same thing with, <laughs> like you say, all the young players, they're in rookie contracts. So they can give you something cool, smart, flicking, balling on the down mind. Like, so if you had another player with yeah. LeBron and Kuzma. The thing is with that team, I feel LeBron will break that young core because you have to look at. He will. Brandon Ingram came back. And Brandon Ingram tell him off the pot. This before he even talked to the coaches. Brandon Ingram said, I'm not coming off the bench. Yeah, I'm the starter. So they say, um, so who's not? Brandon says, I know who ain't going to be in the lineup. <laughs> but I know I can be in it. I was like, wait, who this young boy is? <laughs> First you punch the niggas in the mouth. Now you telling people, wait, listen, I'm starting over. But you he realize he's a small forward playing with LeBron. He don't have to start, no. <laughs> Ain't like you was the best small forward on that team. I didn't tell you, but they didn't hype up Brandon Ingram enough. But, but Brandon Ingram got this energy and this mentality. Like, but listen. That's magic, boy. We putting LeBron at power forward because I was a small forward. Magic, like, magic and hype up this nigga enough the way he feel as if. But you can't tell me all that. And then turn around and put me on the bench. So between this year and next year, it either be Ingram or Kuzma. So right now, them two auditioning to see who can stay long term. Who would you trade? If you had a choice, if you had to. Be honest with me. To be honest with you, I trade whoever give me the most value. Because I could get what I need from both of them. And whoever, if an offer come and you want to give me more for Ingram than Kuzma, carry him. If offer come and you want to give me more for Kuzma than Ingram, carry him. Whoever get me the most back. Like me personally, I see Kuzma running on, but he's a Detroit native and he's do so much for his com- community. I want drumming. <laughs> Y'all obviously got Blake Griffin. And if you put Kuzma in that mix, y'all could have a good one-two punch. Drummond and Kuz- Drummond and Blake, Blake ain't going to be a good one-two punch. You see how, how Drummond starts a drop sense Blake get there? Blake ain't giving that ball up in that post. No. Nope. So Drummond starts a drop, his rebounds have dropped. So it looks like, boy, you got to get rid of one of them. So if you're looking to get rid of one of your bigs, and i getting rid of one of my wings, well, let's make this trade. I give you Kuzma for Drummond. I, I, I would rather... Um... Give up Brandon Ingram if I had the choice because he fits. He, he, Kuzma looks like he fits better with LeBron. He probably does. Um, but it's, it's, it's that's what they want. But like you say, it's, it's it's when you're in that position. To me, you you gotta look at it as a a, a win win. I'll trade Kuzma and Chevelle McGee and get me a, 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 a Andre Drummond. And you still have plenty cap, cap space to still. That's when you wouldn't even even look, I wouldn't even look at Boogie. Because Boogie's going to be 28, 29, coming off an Achilles injury. Drummond's still 25. You get a good six, seven years you could get with Andre Drummond at leading the leagues in blocks. 
are leading the league in rebounds. He ain't give you no 35 points. No, he just need to get, you get clean up and get you rebounds. You have and, LeBron. And then you can um, get Kawhi or you can get Jimmy Butler. What you need just saying to give you 35 points for and you get LeBron organ for 30 and Kawhi organ for 30. <laughs> you good. And, the, and plus that'll be a defensive team. If you get Drummond in the paint, Kawhi and LeBron in the wing, and you add a, a Rondo back to your, your mix next year, boy, listen, that's a run and gun. Three and D type team. Boy, Kawhi. Sheesh. That boy look nice, boy. I ain't gonna lie. They, they, they might do something this year. So hopefully next week we could have an update for you guys with this Jimmy Butler situation. And we're going to bring to you the week nine picks. Hopefully we get the scores. We want to hope see Brady them and Rogers. We give you the head-to-head matchup and give you all the stats from the week nine matchups. And everything else. See you guys next week. Experts out. All right, real. Tickets in the city when we in around town. Next door neighbors telling us that it's too loud now. Neighbor, can you please just turn that mess down?